Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Road to Radical Visibility. My name is Rachel Freeman Sowers, your host, also known as the Breakthrough Bitch, because I am passionate about helping people in the LGBTQ+, female, and other marginalized communities break through those barriers that are keeping them from being 100% themselves, 100% of the time, no shame or guilt needed. Yes, it is so possible, and I want it for all of you. Today's show is going to be something that is a little bit of a carryover. So if you've been watching my journey on my YouTube channel, if you haven't, go check it out. I recently rode in the AIDS life cycle ride, and I am telling you, it was an adventure and experience of a freaking lifetime. So much so that my wife and I already signed up for next year. So stay tuned for more of those training rides and ways to stay motivated. And honestly, just to be 100% yourself, 100% of the time. You see, it's really important for me to live what I preach, so to speak. And for me to have this experience was part of me becoming 100% myself, 100% of the time. And part of that is being more open and expansive in the LGBTQ plus community where I live and so much more beyond. So today I wanted to share with you the top five things about the AIDS life cycle that I loved. So I have them written down so I don't miss anything. Let's dive in. Oh, if you don't know, the AIDS life cycle ride is to raise money for AIDS research AIDS um, services, medical services, mental health services. It was such an honor to be a part of this raising of money and funds um, and working with the LGBTQ Center in LA and also the one in San Francisco. So this was really hard for me to decide my top five things that I loved the most about the AIDS ride. This is going to be a little bit of a theme because the next ones are going to be like the top five lessons I learned the um, five ways I'll train differently for this next year coming up because I did sign up again. I think I already said that, but I can't believe I did it and I'm going to love it. And I can't wait. <laughs> I know there may be some masochism in there, but that's okay. I'm just being hundred percent myself. <laughs> All right. So let's dive in. I'm going to move my notes a little bit closer here. Okay. So I'm going to count down from five, number five to number one. Number five was the support that the AIDS life cycle ride offered the writers. First of all, I'd, I'd go amiss if I didn't first mention the roadies that were along. My wife, Veronica Sowers, Freeman Sowers, was a roadie and she worked her bootay off for, for all of us writers to be able to show up at the next part where the next camp was and be able to immediately become comfortable and have everything that we needed. So the roadies are a huge part of the support. Also included in that are is really every single service, um, a budding female endurance athlete like myself could need. So I am talking every time we would arrive into camp, the tents would be set up. So of course you have the food tent, right? Couldn't go without that. Then you had medical. So medical was there to pretty much, if you had any kind of issue or problem, you'd go to medical. Um, 
They also provided a saddle sore clinic, which I know that lots of people were took advantage of. And um, I was like, yeah, I didn't need to do that. But man, the medical tent, the medical team, freaking phenomenal. Then we had acupuncture and chiropractic. So you could go in and you could have acupuncture and or chiropractic on a daily basis. Now, really tell me the last time your insurance provided you that for you. I mean, in seven days, I felt like I had all of these services available to me that honestly, I don't always take advantage of in, uh, I guess I would say my real life. So we have medical, I guess how to run through these. We have um, chiropractic and acupuncture. Then you have sports medicine. So as many of you know, I've had a double hip replacement on my left side. And so I was um, riding kind of wonky on the bike and my right side was seizing up on my lower back. And so literally you could walk in there, you put your name on the list, you would need to wait, which was totally fine, but they would like work it out. Tons of people with um, tape on their knees, things like that. They, They were just there for you. These people, every single support person was so knowledgeable. I felt like I was getting like the top service. No joke. So we have medical um, and then we have massage. So all of us riders, everyone roadies could get a massage while we were on the ride. And I'm telling you, I took advantage of mine on day three. It was, it was the most heavenly thing ever. (laughs) And Then you had camp store and I know I'm forgetting some, but it was almost like the support was so insane and I've never felt so supported on this ride. So we have sweet vehicles, you have, um, SAG buses. I mean, everything, everything was there for you to help you feel successful in whatever your ride included. And I will also tell you that there was no shame or guilt ever because I took some of the sweet vehicles and I took the SAG bus <laughs> and I'm not ashamed or embarrassed about it. So every single time it was just all about what you needed for your success. So number five was the support. And if you think like, holy cow, how can that be number five? Just wait till I get to number one, because it's going to be crazy. Number four, it was my fourth, the fourth best thing about it was the fun, the play, the dancing, the costumes. If you saw any of my videos from day five, which is red day, um, that was a day to support really honor AIDS and have the red ribbon, um, going down California, going down California, which was really remarkable. There's some pictures in that video of day five, go check it out. The other thing too is our gear truck. Um, they dressed up every single day. There was a theme. You went to the gear truck. It was, <laughs> it was fun. There was music. All of you know, I am a connoisseur of music. Any kind of music makes me move my body. In fact, even when we were at the Cow Palace before we left, they were playing music and I was moving around. And this person walks by me and they they said, oh, I see you. I see you moving your body over there. <laughs> music. I just can't stand still. Right. So it was just an environment of this fun play dancing. There was a talent show. I think that was on day six, beautiful, beautiful, um, expression of just people being themselves, their talents. The other thing too, um, was we had a visual, a vigil and 
although that isn't part of fun play or dance, it was a part of honoring um, people who had either passed from AIDS or you'd known someone that passed from AIDS. And I actually just honored my dad that night, even though he didn't pass away from AIDS, this whole ride was about him. So I love, I was able to, to just be in that environment. So that was number four. Number three was a huge, profound appreciation for my health, my ability to ride. And I might get a little emotional here, big shocker. And just like what my dad taught me and how to be on the bike and how to be with myself on the bike. The other thing too is it's just this gratitude for your body. Many of you know, if you've watched any of my training rides, a mantra that I say often um, when I'm going uphill is strong heart, strong lungs, strong legs with ease, right? Strong heart, strong lungs, strong legs with ease. And it's almost like having that ability to have this internal fortitude. And I'm, I'm not going to lie about anything. You know, I walked up quite a few hills. I made it halfway and then I'd walk the rest of the way. Sometimes I just felt it was unsafe and I walked the whole way. Um, but those, this appreciation for my health, the appreciation that I could be doing this in the first place, part of the journey for that is with, and many of you have seen this video, if you haven't, go check it out. But on my 50th birthday episode, um, I talked to Simone Houghton, who created the Fuel for Fat Loss program, which helped me release like the 30 pounds because extra 30 pounds on the bike is a lot to be pedaling around and really get in the shape that I wanted to get in. There was another personal trainer, Tristan, who he created some strength training for me that I also did. Um, but the nutrition that I was able to hone in before the ride was huge. And my ability and my development of internal motivation was another thing that I just was so appreciative for. In fact, one time when I was going up this hill, oh my gosh, it's going to make me cry again. Um, <laughs> this, um, I was just like, I would do my mantra or I would sing while I'm going up the hill. And as many of you know, my dad taught spin classes and I've taken hundreds of his classes. He taught me how to teach. And um, there would be this one person that would be on the hills and that he would sing these kind of songs. So this one was Tina um, Roland. I can't remember now her last name. Anyway, Tina Turner. There you go. So Tina Turner is like rolling, 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 rolling up the hill. And he was singing that. I came up on him, man. And I just really started crying out of such like, I just felt my dad there with me that right then. And it's like, he was, I was going slow. I go slow uphill. I'm not like this massive fast person. And, and he just literally jogged backwards and he's like, he just saying that, you know, he was just like rolling, rolling, rolling up the hill. Right. And that reminded me of my dad. Cause he had, this spin CD that, or music that he did. And Tina Turner was on that a lot. And he always dug that kind of music. And I just started, I just, I just told him, thank you. You know, it's just reminded me of my dad and feeling like so appreciative to be in that moment, to be there and to 
to know that I was supposed to be there and to trust myself that I was supposed to be there. So number three is just this huge, huge appreciation for my life in that moment and beyond, but really soaking up all of the experiences and allowing myself to be the truest self. Like when I would get up, get off the bike and walk, you know, people were like, oh, I'm glad to see you're doing some cross training. (laughs) Next time we get off the bike and walk up the hill, I'm going to be like, yeah, this is me cross training, bitches. I'm cross training. (laughs) But it was just like, it was just this huge, expansive way of gratitude and appreciation, not only for me being able to be there, but all the other people that were there too. So So that is number three. Number two, I know this is going to be a shocker, so wait for it. (laughs) Um, Not going it alone. So um, I signed up for this ride. And at first, Ronica, my wife, didn't know whether she was going to go and be a roadie. Then I started training and I was like, babe, babe, I, I need you to go. I need you to go. And she's like, okay, let me see if I can get off work and blah, blah, blah. And she was able to do that. But it is so important for us to know that we're not alone. I knew that there was going to be some times when I was tested, my physical strength, my mental strength, my heart strength. And I and I didn't want to be there. And everyone was fabulous, but I, I wanted her there. And, um, and I was so glad that she came. You know, every single day we would, so the day kind of went, we would get up, we would pack up our tent. We would take all our stuff to our gear truck, which was K your truck. Okay. You guys are awesome. And, um, and then we'd drop that off and we'd get up and then we'd eat and then we'd come back and then I would get on my bike and then she would go and do whatever. So we were pretty much up and moving and out by seven. I tried to get to my bike by six 30 cause it took a little while to get out sometimes cause we were in a line, um, and organized and leaving the camp. But she would then, sometimes she would come back and she would get there before me and she would set, she would go get all our gear and she would set up the tent and it would be ready when I got there. Now, sometimes she would arrive late and then I would go get all of our gear after riding and set it up. And then we'd be able to go on and, you know, have the rest of our, our night together and get to sleep and all of those kinds of things. So that was the fourth thing that I, I mean, the second best thing about the AIDS ride is that I wasn't alone and that I had her there with me. Um, and when I told her I was signing up for next year, she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, she was glad to sign up cause she loved working with her team, but I was glad to be able to have this adventure. Both of us were able to honor my dad. Both of us were able to have memories and share those with each other and it's really important for all of us to have people within our lives that we can ultimately count on that are our ride and die. And if 
you're feeling when I'm talking about this, like you don't have that person. Um, I want you to know that you do have, have people and they're waiting for you to either find them or they're waiting, you know, for you to say, I'm worthy of someone that can care for me too. And when I realized, if any of you know about the story, how Ronick and I met, um, my dad's like, you better pull your head out of your ass before you lose the best woman you've ever had. Like he literally said that to me in his shop. And that's why another significant thing about why it was so great to have her there because I went home and I was like, well, crap. I mean, if my dad's saying that to me, I better pay attention. He is responsible for helping me pull my head out of my ass and, and be with someone who, who wants to choose every single day and who chooses herself every single day. So that was number two. Number one is big. And number one is something that I hadn't known um, a lot before. And it's something that I just need to set my phone on silent. Um, It's something that I've struggled with for a really long time, but has become so important to me. And And because I've struggled, And because there is always, or there has been, not always anymore, but there's been this feeling of, I don't really belong anywhere. I didn't feel like I belonged in the church. I didn't, even at a young age, I didn't think that what they were saying really made sense. Like, um, I never fit in in school. I was severely bullied numerous years of school. Um, you know, I've struggled to find um, a, a workplace that I feel like I fit, which is why I finally just went out on my own. And now I'm an entrepreneur. Um, but the number one thing was something that was so huge to me. And it just solidified why I do what I do and why I'm going to keep doing it and why I'm going to get louder. So number one, my top thing that I loved, loved, loved about the AIDS life cycle was the community. Now, there's been a hint of it in every single thing that I've listed. Yet it deserves the number one spot because it was all about community, community, community. It was about the people in the sweet vehicles on day one when I was like, well, shit, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. This is going to be like this. I can't do it. And the sweep vehicle um, person got out and just gave me this huge hug. And I was like, well, shit, like this feels really good. Like to feel fully accepted, to feel fully loved, honestly, by people who didn't really know you. And this experience verified for me Because, you know, if any of you live in Reading, you know, and you're a part of an LGBTQ plus or marginalized community here, including females, it's, it can feel really hard to find. And, and when you come from a small town and you've always had only one reference, I've never been surrounded by almost 3000 other LGBTQ plus and allies ever in my life. And it was a feeling that was so surreal 
And like, holy shit, I belong here. I want other people in the LGBTQ plus community, the female community and other marginalized communities to feel like they belong, to feel like they have a place because we do all have a place. And when it feels overwhelming and everyone, it feels like you can't get a break. It feels like you were raised by people who say, love, um, love the sinner, hate the sin. I mean, I don't know what the fuck that is anyway. Uh, you know, like when you're constantly hearing those things as you grow up, it affects you. And the community here was all about you being you. And I was like, oh, these are my people. And then I don't know if any of you were watching, but I was able to also participate and walk in the Hollywood LGBTQ um, pride, the Hollywood pride parade. And I've never walked down a street where thousands of people are cheering, who love being there, who want to be supportive, who want to be a part of the community. And literally how it's like walking down the street. I was like, holy shit. Like, wow. Wow. I want more of this. And that's essentially what I want to provide for so many people in this world. I want to provide a container, um, a space where people just can be fully themselves, learn how to be 100% themselves 100% of the time, no shame or guilt needed. So it is so important to be surrounded by community. And if you think right now that your community is expansive, I'm wondering if you can ask yourself, who else? What else is there that where I can offer support and feel supported all at the same time? That where you have a sense of belonging. And more importantly, when we have a sense of belonging, when we feel the importance of community, it's a different way to love yourself. Allowing yourself to be a part of a community, allowing yourself to be mentored, allowing yourself to experience a more expansive way of being is a love of self. Just let that sink in a minute. It is a love of self. This was the number one thing. For my wife and I to experience together, oh, well, I'm just telling you, it was icing and sprinkles and sparkles and candles and everything on top of the cupcake for us to have this time. If you've been wondering about the AIDS life cycle, you want to know more about it, feel free to contact me, um, DM me, you can put a message below, but I will be forever grateful for this experience, for me ultimately trusting myself, believing that I could do it. Now, I didn't ride all 545 miles and I didn't go expecting to ride 545 miles. I went expecting me to do my very best every single day. I went saying I'm riding my bike across that finish line. So in the beginning, I mean, the first day, I think it was 27.43 or something, 25, I don't know, somewhere around there. Miles, it literally felt like I went 50. Go watch that first video and you'll see how I felt about it. Um, and the next three days was all, okay, I'm going to make it to the lunch spot. I'm going to make it to this next goal. 
And then the next couple of days, okay, I'm making it three quarters of the way. And then the last day I said, I'm making it all the way. And don't get me wrong. That last four miles, I'm telling you, I'm like, girl, you better just keep going. And literally singing to myself, just keep pedaling, just keep pedaling, just keep pedaling. Strong heart, strong lungs, strong legs with ease. Strong heart, strong lungs, strong legs with ease. You got this. You got this. Do not stop. Keep going round and round and round. One, two, one, two. I mean, this was in my head. <laughs> now you have it in your head. <laughs> so it is a love of self. This whole journey for me was a love of self. It was a display of honor for my dad who died um, in October of um, 2019 or 20. I can't even remember now. That's where I'm at. But anyway, he, in his passing, really honoring him and choosing to do this every single year. He wrote it three times and I, he wrote it at an age that was older. He was older than me. I'm like, dang, he was, he was literally a beast on the bike. So appreciative for this experience. Those are my top five things. Again, if you've ever wondered um, what it would be like to ride in the AIDS life cycle ride, or if you're like, Hey, I just want to be around a bunch of people and I want to volunteer. I want to be a roadie. You'll work your booty off and it'll be absolutely totally worth it. So I'm so appreciative for all of you that supported me. I want to say thank you. Big, huge hug and love to those who supported me both emotionally by witnessing my ride through my Strava. Every single one of you was there for me. I felt you there. I loved it when you got online, when I was live showing you some different things, sharing your my experiences. Thank you for witnessing my journey. And I cannot wait to do it again next year. So all in this video, like I end every single video, please make sure to stay true to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always, always honor the wise one that is within you. I will see you all on the next road to radical visibility. Until then.